Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 110. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Chris Penwell. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hi. How are things? Uh, how is everyone? I am doing well. Um, I'm I'm happy um, that we're getting some good games, and yeah. uh, I'm excited to talk about Sea of Solitude this week. Yeah, there's no shortage of video games. Um, mm. Josh is out this week. He's having car problems, I think, right, Chris? Something like yeah. that. So he's dealing with all that. Life is just... Yeah, he's exhausted. Yeah, life is exhausting for him right now. So he's taking care of all that. Um, but, we, <laughs> but we do have a special guest. Uh, joining us um, from The Gamer is Christina Alexander. Hello, Christina. Hi. Hi thank you for joining us. Hey, everybody. Um, so this is your second appearance on the show. Uh, I forget which... Ep- uh, God, a thousand episodes ago, it feels like, that you joined us and... So it's been about a year. year. Yeah, so this is your second time. So how are things, Christina? Everything is going swimmingly. Swimmingly. I love that. I love just des- like I that. love describing things as going swimmingly. Um we were earlier we were complimenting your uh lamp. It's like a Japanese mm. lamp. I guess it's Japanese. Is it Japanese? A lantern. A lantern. Yeah. It is a Japanese lamp. I got it from uh San Francisco. Nice in uh twenty fourteen. Wow. I remember San Francisco very, very uh faintly because it's been forever since i've been there but i do recall it's very nice it's very hilly over there maybe we can go to comic con one day yeah and i remember like my visit to san francisco remarkably well because that was the first time and the last time i saw the sega building oh god i'm sure i'm sure that was before they moved to la and my trip to San Francisco was when I realized that the rolling hills of Lombard uh, Street and the Golden Gate Bridge oh, and Alcatraz God. and Yosemite, they are all they all inspired Sonic Adventure uh, 2. Yeah. Yes. So I, I forgot to introduce you as the number one Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Number one. Number Sonic one fan. Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Um, I'm sure our podcast listeners know how I feel about Sonic, but like I told you before, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. You're too slow, Jesse. I'm not going to say anything bad about Sonic, especially since we have a guest, and I know both of you love Sonic very dearly. Sonic's rad. Uh, I don't. I don't understand it, but that's okay. Um, nonetheless, Christina, thank you for joining us. Um. We you're very welcome. We're going to talk about some video games, oddly enough. Um, so yeah, there's a couple bigger stories here. I think the biggest thing we're going to touch on though is the uh, fourth birthday of the Nintendo Switch, which is crazy to me. I I, I can't believe the Switch is four years old. Um, and so we'll talk about that. A couple new games were announced, uh, or something. One one new game was announced. It looks like. And then we'll talk about Elden Ring, because obviously Elden Ring is a thing, and people are losing their minds over it. I don't get it, but I guess I do get it, because it's from software. Well, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, then we'll go through your listener questions. I've been playing my Xbox Series S. I've been playing a game called Sea of Thieves, and I am excited to talk about that. Chris, you've been playing Sea of Solitude, totally different water. The director's cut. Water yes. game. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, Christina, you've been playing some things as well, uh, Concrete Genie, which I believe was a PS Plus game recently. Yes, it is a PS Plus game. Well, was. was. Yeah, last month, I believe. So you'll 
have some mm-hmm. to discuss with that. Um, aside from that, hope everybody is doing well. Uh, I wanted to just quickly mention the I watched the last episode of the WandaVision and I wasn't wild about it, but I think that's my fault because I think the reason I don't want to go into a whole discussion right now, but the Yes, please. Uh, no yeah, yeah, yeah. spoilers no because spoilers. I did not see yeah, the no last spoilers. episode is it, yet. Is it just because of the MCU connection yes. that you don't like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, the whole because we talked about that on Let's Speak Geek. Go listen to it now. Yeah. Let's Speak Geek. The whole reason I love that show, right, or I loved the the you know the majority of it, is because it wasn't superheroes really, and then it kind of turned into superheroes. Yeah. All right, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> All right. Um, aside from that, thank you everybody for joining us today. Remember, you can always find us uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or via email. ActiveQuestShow! <laughs> I don't know what that was, but yes, that's the name of the Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> or via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. And keep those iTunes ratings coming and we'll read them on the show. As long as they're nice. Don't, don't say like we smell or something like that. Actually, I might still read that on the because that'd be kind of funny, but still don't say that. Uh, um, yeah, and I think that's it. We, we should read the most recent one we have. Oh, do we? Because I don't think we. Oh, read okay. It. Do you have that handy? Yeah, I'm bringing it up. Okay, now. bringing it up now. Beautiful. You will hear it. Bring it up. Bring it on up. Are you? Oh, I just accidentally started the podcast. You'll probably hear that. Um. Yeah, this came in at the 27th of January. Okay. And we missed it. It's from Nova Kane one four three five. Five stars. Not terrible. <laughs> Three dweebs a... talking about their toys and video games for other dorks to listen to. A Doyle rules. <laughs> that's like that's like when you're when you're trying to say something nice about somebody. You don't make me want to vomit sometimes. Not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, so that's great. Thank you. What Novocaine? Nova Kane. Thank yeah. you, Novocaine. <laughs> um god perfect review perfect review perfect. perfect um yeah so you will read your reviews on the show um christina chris let's talk about some games um just a quick little note here guilty gear strive has been delayed until june oh my god chris i'm, I'm devastated about this one um can you tell us about uh, guilty uh, gear survive because i don't even really know what this is <laughs> Yeah, Guilty Gear Strive is the next fighting game from Arc System Works, and it's kind of a big deal for the fighting game community mm. because the, they haven't really had a big game for a long time. Okay. Um, so this being delayed by two months is kind of a big deal for them. And then um, they, they, they're doing this uh, delay just so they can fix the lobby system and make sure everything connects uh, properly. Um, surprisingly, uh, Guild Gear Strive actually runs really well online, like like when you're actually in a match. Um, hmm. Really good connections, and that's the reason uh, they they actually switched the netcode recently. Okay. Um, to rollback, which is a completely different process to what usually um, fighting games uh, use in their online systems. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a step forward to fighting games. Um, I'm looking forward to checking it out because it's pretty rad. Pretty rad. Very very Japanese, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it's a 3D anime uh, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Okay, well that sounds needs more Sonic though. Oh god, um, Christine, I don't know if you're a Guilty Gear fan, but uh, sorry, I have not played Guilty Gear at all. Okay, so well, no, no comment, comment on that. All right, let's move on here. This is kind of a big deal. 
Epic Games has acquired Mediatonic. Um, yeah. We won't read... The creator oh, of Fall you. Guys. Yes, the creator of Fall Guys. Um, we won't go too far in, in depth with this, but yeah, basically um, they've been purchased and, and uh, just like uh, the Rocket League studio, Psyonix. And the one thing that is in, that Mediatonic wanted to make very clear is that this won't impact uh, the, the, the way the game plays or anything like that. Uh, there's a, actually a Q&A you guys can check out on um, Mediatonic's website uh, about, you know, just sort of the intricacies mm-hmm. of, the, of the acquisition. Um, but obviously, I mean, I, I think that's going to, that's probably going to be an improvement. It's going to, Fall Guys is going to see yeah. an improvement, obviously, because they've got all that money coming in from Epic Games. So I yeah. think Fall Guys could be awesome. Honestly, it could get even bigger. And if Epic throws some money into it, you know, gets more staff, they can roll in more mini games and more costumes sure. and such, you know. And I think this is going to go free to play just like Rocket League. Yeah, so there's actually um, a question about that yeah. on the Q&A about yeah, there is. whether or not it'll go free to play. And they said no comment on this at this time. So, so, so yeah, like, that's basically, that's basically saying basically, yes. Yeah, like at a later yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm thinking like it, it, it could be really cool. Like imagine Sonic again, but we have like a Green Hill Zone kind of like level, or um, I don't know Captain America, and you have or four, and you have like a stage set in Asgard. You know, there's a lot, a lot of cool of things they could do with this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Christina, did you ever play yeah. Fall Guys? I have played Fall Guys uh, three times actually. The last time I I played, I played with um grayson and some other yeah some some other guys when i was like still writing for twinfinite and i found it like really fun just to like i mean it can be like getting it could be frustrating like try to like run up to num to the number one spot in like a what looks like a fat suit but really you're just like a jelly bean (laughs) in in any crazy costume that you can think of and when so- when the sonic costume came out i was like so giddy oh, that <laughs> i never got the chance yeah. to like you know try that costume on oh, because you, still, it... you can still get it yeah you i think you just have to earn enough coins or something yeah. or crowns crowns, crowns. sorry yeah crowns, crowns. crowns. actually um it's a so crowns. yeah you're men- you mentioned the the jelly bean guys my favorite thing about them is their their skeleton it's i hate it have you I hate have you it. seen their skeleton it's God. it's horrifying uh. it's, it's absolutely <laughs> horrifying i love it so much um yeah so what do you think of this acquisition i i i think it'll probably boost uh fall guys don't you don't you think christina yes it'll definitely boost fall guys to make it to get it to the same level as Fortnite, or at least close. I mean, that's kind of a tall order, but maybe close. Yeah, but yeah, it's a close. mighty, a mighty tall order. Yeah. yeah, but because Fortnite is like still mega popular with kit, still mega popular with kids and teens, mm-hmm. but Fall Guys, it's popular with like our age group, like younger millennials. Younger millennials, yeah. And it's and it's about to go to Xbox and Switch. Yeah, that's as well. a great point. So it's going to be a bigger audience great point. Uh, for that yeah. game, and it's, it's yeah, going to be exciting. To see I haven't I haven't touched Fall Guys since you know since like last mm. summer. 
Oh, wow. Or last fall. And with it coming to the Switch, I could see it. I could see myself playing Fall Guys on the Switch more often than on the PS4 or even PS5. What's what's PS4. the bet when it comes out this summer it's going to be free to play on Switch and Xbox and then that they'll announce like okay this is our new kind of like direction. Yeah, that's of the I game. think that's a great like, point. I, I think that's probably it's going to happen. Yeah, but Fall Guys was already free to play to begin with, so No, it's it's always been paid. Yeah, it... uh, but it was free for PlayStation Plus members, but PC people yeah. had to buy the game. Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm yeah. so sorry. How no much does it cost I think right it's 20 now? 20 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Not yeah. Bad. But so like yeah, if you tried to buy if you wanted to play it now on PlayStation and you didn't get it through PS Plus, you'd have to pay 20 bucks for it. Um so but yeah, I think Chris, I think I think that's a good bet that maybe this summer it'll be free. Um so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I I mean, obviously games like Rocket League and Fortnite, they've been super successful under Epic, so I, I think uh Fall Guys will be no different. Um, I don't like all these acquisitions, though. Some acquisitions are okay. Some are not. Yeah, I, I know, but it's just getting a little too much. I'm like, uh, really? Hey. Like the, we're not talking about it this week, but Bethesda purchase got confirmed mm. um, for Microsoft. I wonder so. if, Epic all, if, Epic, if Epic bought uh, Fall Guys... Who's going to buy uh, Among Us? Yeah, that's probably like the next one. I, I think it's Epic. Epic. Yeah. Honestly, Chris, I'm with you, but like if Epic came up to you and said, hey, Chris, we want to buy Active Quest and we're going to own Active Quest and we'll give, we'll you, that and we'll give you a bajillion, fulfillion, shishillion dollars. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want. Bend me over, do whatever you have to do. I don't care. <laughs> give, give me the, yeah. So like, it's easy to say, you know, hey, uh, acquisitions are bad but like think of if you were mediatonic and act and epic came up to you and said here's all this money oh yeah for sure you'd be like "Uh, yeah do whatever you want of course you know Mm -hmm. so and it seems like epic's supportive from what we've been seeing so far in the messaging and how they've treated rocket league so um i think this is a good move for them yeah i just hope you know, it calms down a little bit with all these acquisitions like every single indie studio getting put bought up yeah yeah it's hard um so we'll see what happens with that all right that's pretty much it for the quick stuff. Um, Chris, Christina, are you all ready to talk about some news? Ready to go, Joseph! Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Chris, no. And you're going to whip out a chili dog, start eating it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's no good. All right. Here we go. Let's talk. I already had uh, ribs. Uh, oh, no I don't want to, no like, yeah. Throw up at five o'clock in the morning after scarfing down a chili okay, dog. That's probably a good idea. All right, let's talk about some news. Um, all right, this first story here. Uh, okay, yeah, here we go. Elden Ring uh, trailer was leaked, and what was interesting about this is that. One of the, I think I think this this came from VGC, yeah yeah VGC. Um, and what was interesting is that VGC actually didn't have authorization to, like, publish the 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 leaked trailer. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and so some other like other uh you know Twitter users or whatever uh did it themselves. And so like that's on, that's on them. But obviously VGC wants to keep their integrity and blah blah blah. Anyway, so e- yeah, it, this is so funny. Because it's basically like one of, you know, like before a Nintendo Direct, somebody will take like a blurry picture and it's obviously like <laughs> bullshit, but it's like, you know, 
Bloodborne cart or something <laughs> like something stupid. PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like a shitty cell phone <laughs> picture. Well, this is kind of that, but this actually looks real. So yeah, with this video, yeah, there's like a, a minute or thirty seconds or something, and you know, it it shows what what we previously knew about the game was that it's sort of this like open world game. It's a little bit more um, stylized in its art direction, and there's like horseback riding and all this. And I think the main thing I wanted to talk about uh, uh, with this um, is just yeah, the hype surrounding this game. Chris, you mentioned before we started recording that you kind of don't get it, and I'm. I'm honestly, like, with you to an extent on this. I think the yeah. biggest hang-up with, with all this, or sort of the biggest, um, I don't know, like, issue, is just that, that uh, th- we haven't heard anything about this game since it was mm-hmm. revealed, and it's been just, like, nothing. And I think that's what's getting people so antsy about it. Um, I, just, I just think we should be cautious about hyping over a game we don't know about um just because of the developer just um, i i think you can imagine who i'm about to say but cd project red right. with cyberpunk you know like yeah. people are so excited yeah it's about like you hype and... up a game too much you get very disappointed yeah. later on when the final product comes out with with elden ring though i think this is a game that yeah chris you hit you you pretty much nailed it it's from software which is obviously the developer of bloodborne and dark souls and sekiro yeah, I think people are just so hyped for, like, a new FromSoft game, and this one seems like it's pretty different, um, particularly in its art style. Uh, yeah, like, in, I think we'll see something on this soon. I know Jeff Grubb over at GamesBeat uh, has been saying that, and he's a pretty reputable uh, person. Uh, Jason Schreier as well, I think, corroborated that. So I think maybe in March or April or something we'll see more on Elden Ring. I I think it's during this the leaked or the rumored Microsoft event that's happening this month as well. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what that is. I don't know if they're gonna have game announcements. Yeah, because Jeff Grubb was mentioning stuff about that too. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought um what's what's that guy's name? There is a there's a guy at Microsoft. Uh, his name is slipping my mind. I thought Phil Spencer. No, 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 another guy. Um, anyway, so I thought somebody confirmed that 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 wasn't gonna happen. Booty. Nah, not that guy uh i don't know anyway um <laughs> christina are do you understand the hype for elden ring at all or are you baffled i am like baffled <laughs> to say to say the least okay like not i mean i don't i'm not into like like elden ring you're not into it no uh no i'm not i wish i was yeah. But well, so you didn't enjoy the the previous from software games like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or anything. I did see my a friend of mine play Bloodborne mm-hmm. just a little bit, but Dark Souls, I did not get into oh, okay. it. Uh, Bloodborne is a it's very wet. It's just it's like all these game. like all these games that I know like so little of. It's like. Goodness gracious, what kind of gaming journalist am I? Uh, what kind of gamer am oh I? Oh my god, no, you don't have to do that. I mean, y- your your brain is like a hard drive, and you have limited amount of space you can fill on it. You can't, you, it's not feasible to know everything. You can't play Yeah, you can't, game. and you have yeah, to embrace that. Nuts. Like, I think it's... Like, I, I'm not playing Red Dead. There's that's no wrong. Way. Chris is wrong. That's a, that's a no. bad example. Red Dead 2 sucks. That's a bad example. Um, don't listen to Chris. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> uh, Chris, do you remember when you were streaming Bloodborne and I came and rescued you yep. 
And because you... <laughs> I was like, it was during the Extra Life event, right? So I was streaming for 24 hours and like through the middle of it or something, you came in to help me on Bloodborne. Well, um, and I was just sitting down just watching you take out the boss. I was like doing nothing. <laughs> I had my hands. Well, just, the I reason like... I came to rescue you is because I was watching you play and you were fighting the boss and you basically had like no health. Like I had were, no health basically, like, towards Yeah, the boss, you were like yeah. one shot, basically. If yeah, you were to yeah. get hit one more time, you would have died. So I, so I was watching you, and I'm like, dude, just put the password on, and let me jump in and help you. Because yeah. I, I, the trek back to the boss, you know, is kind of far. So anyway, um, I'm excited for Elden Ring just because I love FromSoft. I think it looks cool. I, Christina, I am with you on this. I, I do think that maybe we should temper our expectations, obviously, so we don't have another cyberpunk problem. And, and yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure COVID had a lot to do with, you know, not... Uh, not hearing much from this game. And also, I think it's... And George R. R. Martin. Come on, let's be Yeah, that's so interesting. I, like, I always, he's so slow. I always forget see. about that. Yeah, so this George R. R. Martin, the, the writer of uh, Game of Thrones, or the author of Game of Thrones, is involved with this somehow. Yeah, the author of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Let's go author. with that. Yeah. Oh, well, Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. The, the book series. Song of Ice and Fire. So, yeah. so you guys... And Winds of Winter, whenever that whenever, comes yeah. out. Um, so you guys can can look at the footage. Uh, we'll we'll have a link to it in the uh, show notes here. Um, when do you when do you think this game is gonna come out? I don't think it's this year. No, no, Christina. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was just wondering how long did it take for Sekiro to come out after it was officially announced? So Sekiro was announced at the Game Awards, actually. Um, and I. I mean the full reveal. Like it wasn't just a teaser. Oh, it was like the full. Uh, it was like six or eight months because I think it was the teaser was at the Game Awards. I think twenty seventeen. Um, and then the full reveal for it was the following E three in twenty eighteen, and then the game came out in twenty nineteen. The the reason why I asked that is because maybe from software is a different kind of company that likes to announce its stuff when it's yeah, almost ready. Yeah, that's totally fair. So I'm thinking maybe it's this year, yeah. just because of that. Um, that that could be. That could. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, all right, let's move on here. Uh, next thing we want to talk about is this Aliens Fire Team game. This is a cooperative third person shooter. Uh, and this is set in the Aliens universe. It looks like it's going to have some sort of, like, um, class-based system with a bunch of different weapons and several different campaigns. Um, this is being developed by Cold Iron Studios, a smaller developer. Um, Christina, did, I don't know if you saw the, the footage or any of the coverage for this. Um, did, do you have any thoughts on Aliens Fireteam? Uh, not... Not exactly, because, and, like, anytime I see, like, alien, anything aliens, I just think alien versus, aliens versus predator. Oh, yeah. Alien versus predator, like, the movie. Yeah. Because, and I see that's what this is based on. Kinda, yeah. Like the alien <laughs> film franchise. Right. Well, the problem, though, is that it's kind of hit or miss with the aliens, uh, the alien franchise. Um, some games are just absolute hot garbage. Like, uh, Chris, what was that game? Alien. Aliens Colonial, Colonial Marines. Marines. And that game is actually kind of famous for how bad it is. It's like a, it's like <laughs> a joke, you know? Well, the reason why it was a joke is because, uh, Randy Pitchford and, uh, Gearbox, Gearbox, they showed a trailer that wasn't real. Right. 
and then they brought out that piece of garbage. And it was, I think the biggest um, problem is just it was buggy and unfinished and all this stuff. But anyway, so that game is like an absolute pile of, like, just, it's not good, basically. And, but then in 2014, I believe, Alien Isolation came out. And that game's really good. So we kind of have, like, opposite ends of the, of, of this sort of um, field of, of quality of games, right? And so with this Aliens Fireteam game, I feel like it could go either way. Chris, um, are you interested in this at all, this cooperative Aliens game? I, I've never watched an Aliens film in my life, but I am always excited for a new multiplayer shooter, especially if it's co-op. Mm. And I'm, I'm liking this new generation of like um, new co-op games, like Back for, Back for Blood and now this, right. you know? Um, I, I like this direction, and I hope it continues forward. What What about Prometheus? That's Never a prequel. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. And I kind of, I kind of fell asleep <laughs> through some parts. That's like the last film I saw, like in three D, like with the three D glasses, which was like barely three D oh, at yeah. all. So yeah. you fell asleep. Like my, now like my brother. He took me and uh, one of his one of his girlfriends at the time. It was like the summer before my senior year of high school. When we came when we came out of the theater, like my brother, like like when we got to the car, my brother stepped out of the car. He got like in front of it and he like ripped like tore his 3d glasses in half <laughs> and that threw it on the ground and i was like sitting sitting in the back seat of the car like kind of like snickering through all of it and, and i don't i don't blame you pen for not seeing prometheus it kind of sucked okay <laughs> um so let, let's get back to, to Fireteam, though. So this is uh, going to be coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X uh, sometime in 2021. Um, there's actually, like, a pretty lengthy write-up on this over at GameSpot. Um, we also have a link uh, to a Polygon article as well um, with coverage of it. Um, I think it looks okay. I do think people should, again, temper their expectations with this kind of thing yeah. just because the Alien games are pretty hit or miss. Um, yeah, and I, I think Disney is more, I don't know, accurate with game development, I guess, like, putting their, uh, IP out there, so I could see this working out, mm -hmm. um, also, this does have some, um, prestige developers on the team, so, like, they've made City of Heroes, Star Trek Online, and Neverwinter, just reading an article from Benchbeat here, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, it, it, it looks cool, hope it's cool. Um, all right, let's move on to just our last story here, uh, and then we'll jump into our listener questions. Um, I just wanted to to sort of talk about the uh, the Nintendo Switch and, and its fourth birthday, uh, and maybe we could go around and just like you know talk about maybe our favorite memories or something like that uh, that that tied to the Switch. Um, we have an article um, from Game Rent here, and it's actually just a bunch of like people's tweets about uh, the Nintendo Switch's fourth birthday. Um, Reggie had a tweet in there uh, celebrating the launch of Breath of the Wild, which obviously came out alongside the Switch in March of 2017. Um, so yeah, maybe we can go around. Chris, do you have anything you wanted to maybe share about your your favorite memory um, with the Nintendo Switch or 
just something that jumps out at you? Honestly, my favorite memory from the Nintendo Switch, and we've talked about this multiple times, but just like the idea, like just the thought and the care of you getting me that Nintendo Switch Lite with Josh. Like, oh, I, I was crying like, <laughs> that day because just because it was such a nice gesture. Hey, you know, I think that um, was the episode Christina was on. It could have been. Yeah, I think it was. Christina, do you That's remember weird. that? Do you remember yeah. that? No. What? Um, you talk. You talking about getting the switch light from uh, Josh Not, and Joseph? Yeah, yeah. When we, because I think we we gave it to him on that episode or something. Yeah. Insane. I don't recall, but that was a very nice gesture. Oh. <laughs> God. Well, as I've said multiple times, Chris, you were just complaining. Wish I had a switch. Can't play. Can't play Smash Bros. <laughs> Wish I had one. And I'm like, holy moly! Shut up. <laughs> um. So, but yes, yeah, Smash Brothers is my favorite game on the Switch right now. Um, it just—it's just such a fun fighting game. It's a testament to video game history, yeah. and um, I just—I just—it's just a celebration of the things I love, you know. And and, uh, and your beloved yeah. Sonic is in there that you can play as as well. Yes, yeah, Sonic's in there. Mega Man's in is there. Is Sonic any good in, in in Smash Bros? No, no he's terrible. terrible. <laughs> Chris. Oh come on! <laughs> He's bad. Sonic's not. Everyone that complains bad about fighter. him as well, actually. Too. Okay. Um, cool, Chris. Um, and so your favorite game is Smash Bros. Uh, any any other games? Anything else? Um, some like I still need to play Super Mario Odyssey. That's something. Oh, dude, you haven't played to. that? Super Mario? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so um, good. That's my favorite. But 3D Mario. I haven't got Mario Kart, so I am I am missing some major kind of games on the Switch. But I would say another highlight. Um, would be The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Never heard of it. And Splatoon 2. Oh, Sp- two Splatoon 2. Yeah, Splatoon 2. Amazing. Yeah, Lil- Lily likes Splatoon a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Um, Christina, you, are you, are, you're a Switch fan, correct? You have one. Yes, I have a Switch. I, I've owned a Switch since November 2019. Oh, okay, so you're a little bit I know, a I'm a little late to the party, but I promise you, I... Played around with a switch at my at my boyfriend's house before I owned mm-hmm. one my before I bought one myself and uh, and the thing is like I didn't get it from like I didn't buy it from like a regular retailer no um, my uh, my sister in law's brother like he was sell he was selling the switch and. He tech and um, she texted me saying, like asking me, like telling me, oh my brother's selling the switch. Do you want to do you want to buy it off of him? And I'm like, uh yes. <laughs> so, Did you get a good deal. So what? It was still like three hundred dollars because it came with uh, Mario Party Ten, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate ah. and some other game and it just and it came in and it came in the uh Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild case. Ooh. Like oh, I it want was the that. brown That's a good it was case. a brown case. Oh yeah. Right. Beautiful. Cool. So what's your what's your favorite game on the Switch, Christina? <sighs> My favorite game on the Switch goodness. <laughs> or one of them. I have like 
Oh, shit. <laughs> of favorite games on the Switch. Well, I don't want to put you on, on the spot. One or two. Yeah, one or two. But my most favorite one that I finished is... One of the games I finished is Shantae and the Seven Silence. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's a cool one. That's a platformer, right? Like an action platformer? Yes, that's a that's a platformer. And I'm surprised it wasn't, like, hyped up as much. Mm. I mean, it... I mean, it was a little hyped up, but like the the truth is, it's it's an indie game, right? Kinda from way it's forward. Ki- is it an indie game? It's kinda. Yeah, yeah, it's from yeah. way forward. Shantae so, Shantae is an indie series. An indie series. Hmm. It's it's a good game, actually. Mm-hmm. I I would recommend yeah. it. I did review it, so uh, we did review it on the Active Quest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. Wait, wait, which Shantae? Which Shantae game did you review? Yeah. The Seven Sirens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. It took it took a lot it was a lot more challenging than Half Genie Hero, simply because oh. there's like seven seven levels of the uh sub of the submarine of the of the subterranean subterranean world to get through just to reach all the all the five some like five six uh um half genies including including roddy tops who oh, cosplayed cos- oh man every yeah. time that roddy tops oh god <laughs> um cool yeah shantae is kind of a badass i like her hair and uh i'm i'm definitely yes. intimidated by shantae i wouldn't I, I i like her shape shifting as well so there's a lot of cool things yes that they do and i love the like the fact that like she could i just love her the fact that she belly dances oh yeah like, i belly dance transforming into anything i belly dance i don't know if you guys no i don't <laughs> <laughs> I I took a f- couple of belly dancing classes when I was thirteen. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> and and it and playing Shantae made me want to like jump back into belly dancing just for the sake of I want to belly dance to Tarkan songs, the Turkish singer. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some Shakira songs because Shakira belly dances. Oh, too. yeah. Shakira <laughs> is also a badass. Um, so cool. Yeah. The, the, those are some good games. Um, for me, uh, my favorite memory with the Switch is actually like that sort of that first couple month period. Um, at the time, I was working at conventions uh, pretty close to full time. And so I was on the road a lot. And I remember just playing breath of the wild while in our van like traveling uh to and from conventions and stuff and there is this moment of like you know i don't know completing a shrine or something like that and i'm just like this is like amazing like one of those little moments that you know that happened in breath of the wild one of the many little moments um and i just remember like being in the car while doing that and i'm like this is like crazy this is one of my favorite video game experiences and it's on this new system, and, I, and it's portable, and I'm in a car. Um, and yeah, I just remember like uh, every every day after like working at working a show, I, I would always look forward to coming back to the hotel and you know playing a little bit more Zelda. And I just thought that was like a little reward at the end of the day because working at comic conventions is very hard and that's very demanding. Um, and yeah, just just doing that was was so cool. Um, kind of a similar memory. Uh, 
when I went to E3, I think 2018, I believe, um, I, I stayed in a, I slept in a van <laughs> outside. Uh, it was an Airbnb, but like it was in a van and there was like a bed in the van. It was very bizarre. It was like $20 a day. It's all I could afford. That sounds good. <laughs> and it was in a sketchy neighborhood. I was terrified for my life. Anyway, oh, I remember playing uh, Fallout Shelter, I think is what, what that came out that E3 that same day. Um, and <laughs> I just remember like, again, like I'm playing like this like home console experience on a handheld in a van in LA and I'm I might get murdered. <laughs> That's I just remember. <laughs> I just remember that. Oh my god. Yeah, it was uh I really wanted to go to E3 that year. So anyway. Um yeah, so the Switch is a great little system. Um looking forward to the possibility of a Switch Pro, which seems like is probably going to happen. We don't we don't actually we're not going to dedicate much time to that on the show, but uh, that's probably happening. There's a Bloomberg article you guys I, can, can. I'm sad about that because I just bought a new Switch. That's the console version, and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you should have known that. I, cool. Nintendo. Nintendo always puts. I'm out very extra curious versions. to see how the Switch Pro will actually look mm -hmm. because some of the images I've seen of it, even though Nintendo hasn't like released official images of it, and they probably won't for another several months right. <laughs> like like the joy con like the joy cons they just have like a little kind of they have the little grips at the bottom to look to make it look as though they're they look like controllers oh right kind of i hope the uh like i hope the old joy con still work on the new pro i because that's the thing if the screen's bigger it won't work uh they have to make it work they have to be I guess, like, there would be, like, a lip where, like, it could connect. Right. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I have probably, like, six different Joy-Con. I just ordered the, the Skyward Sword Joy-Con that are going to be coming in. Like, I need this Switch Pro to to take my my Joy-Con. Hey, they, they've <laughs> made they've made us buy new controls before, like, the Wii Motion Plus. Chris, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of, speaking of Skyward Sword, how do you feel about Skyward Sword being ported over to the Switch oh, it's great. 10 yes. years yeah, later? I think it's great. I think people are way too harsh on that game. Um, it's not my favorite Zelda game, but I think it's a very good game. I think it's a good Zelda game. And I think people unfairly criticize it because, yes, it had motion, and, but the motion worked fine. So I don't know what the problem is. It it just came out at the wrong time. They needed to switch the switch up the Zelda series because it was getting stale for a lot of people yeah. at that period. So now yeah, that we've and had a new that... breath, a new open world Zelda game, um, going back to a traditional style would probably be more inviting for people. Yeah, and so I, I think I think Skyward Sword would be liked among more people, more fans than it did before. I do too, Christina. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say. You know, on top of, like, the scorn people have for Skyward Sword being ported over to the Switch, it's The Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary, and Nintendo has not said a single peep yeah. of it, oh, about, about it. I, I think, but, honestly... Like, not even acknowledge the fact that it's the series' 35th anniversary. I think people just need to be patient. Yeah. I don't think they're ready to show this stuff yet. Yeah, um, again, VGC, uh, I think their editor-in-chief, Andy Robinson, uh, confirmed, yes, uh, 
Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are coming out this year. So yeah. I don't I don't think you have anything to worry. By the way, I, um, hold on. I just want to make everybody mad. Uh, Skyward Sword's better than Twilight Princess. Come at me. Um, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Chris, let's fight. Let's do it. Let's throw down. Midna's so cool. No, that game. I don't. That's a. It's a. That star. It's a bad so Zelda cool. game. It's a bad Zelda game. It's not a bad Zelda it's game. It's a bad Zelda game. The horse controls are it's terrible. Got amazing moods. The horse controls are fine. It's, no, they're terrible. They're awful. I I would rather. I, I, there's a lot of things I'd rather do. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Nintendo Switch. Chris, don't look at me like that. Um, and I'm very, very excited to see what happens with the Switch Pro, whatever that ends up being. And for the love of God, Nintendo, please make my make it so that my Joy-Con will work. Make make it so that the Joy Cons don't drift. Oh at yeah, all. not that I'm having any drift issues. Yeah. yeah, Tokyo Drift, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, and bring Warrior World for. Oh my Switch, God! So Chris, you can get your collect your thousand dollars. Chris, how much? Uh, <laughs> how much would I pay for Wario Land for? One thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Okay. All right. Let's take a little break, and when we come back, we'll answer your listener questions, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing. So we will be right back. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, this is the part of the show where we answer your listener questions. Remember, you can always re- reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com, or every Wednesday we post our Twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our audience. Uh, if I remember to do it, which normally I do, but sometimes I forget. <laughs> and then Chris yells at me, and then he hits me. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't hit you. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so we've got some questions to get through here. Um, we've got one from Jake Free. Jake asks, what was your first writing assignment? How did you prepare for it? Uh, was the process what you thought it would be? Um, interesting. This is a good question. I assume he means, like, journalism-wise or, like, in in games media. Um, so my first thing I did actually... It's funny because it wasn't really an assignment, but it kind of was. Um, there was this Facebook group uh, that my friends and I had, and it was, like, devoted to video games, uh, mostly, like, trophy stuff, like, on PlayStation. But anyway, um, I remember watching the Nintendo Switch presentation in January of 2017. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, where they, like, you know, showed off mm-hmm. the Switch and the price and everything, and it was, like, this, like, super hyped event, and I just basically, like, wrote all my thoughts about it, and it wasn't necessarily, like, an assignment exactly, but it was something that we were all sort of, like, sharing with one another. If you're talking about, like, an actual assignment for a website, um, there was basically, like, this sort of, like, uh, 
well, back when I worked at, at the conventions, uh, my business partner and I had our own company. Like we, we owned a business and we had a website. And on the website, we also did like games coverage too. And so probably like some review for that, like uh, Breath of the Wild, maybe something like that, like in 2017. Um, what, what else? Uh, how did you prepare for it? Uh, was the process what you thought it would be? Um, well, in terms of preparation, yeah, just like getting screenshots and, you know, making sure that I've played enough of the game to, to discuss it intelligently was the process what I thought it was like or what I thought it would be. Um, we had a very strict editing process at, at this for, our, for what we would publish, which is so funny because it's way stricter than any editing process for all of these professional <laughs> websites. Like, it would take us like a week to put out one article. And because we would go through this, just this rigorous editing process of, oh, I think you should word it like this. And we would have like in-person meetings to, what? yeah, to, <laughs> yeah. And at the time I'm like, well, this is what we have to do to make sure that it reads properly. Um, and like debating over sentences within the article. It was like really crazy. So yeah, now we don't do that at all. Obviously you, you, you put it up for edits and they edit it and then it's, published like within the day anyway that was sort of my first assignment christina do you remember your first assignment you you did uh in games media oh dear i've written for like four game games media sites at this point but uh the first thing i wrote about like when i when i joined um megavisions i mean it wasn't called megavisions at the time it was um it was sega nerds <laughs> and the first thing i ever wrote was um is archie comics the archie sonic comics getting canceled uh. because at that time the at that time there weren't any issues of the sonic archie sonic comic comics being published past 290 and it was like really pissing me off <laughs> that that i haven't seen any more issues I've at Bond noble which yeah it was it was a great series but also very very trippy on uh on account of ken penders you know that guy mm. like he nope. claimed that he like owned all the rights to like the echidnas that he that he drew for the series how bizarre and he filed like so many lawsuits and now that's why there are so many of these mandates in place hmm. for the idw sonic comics and uh games for that matter like if they're like fan characters created don't put them in the right in the games or comics, what have you. So, do you remember... So, anyways, yeah. I wrote I wrote a news article about that. It, It's like... I don't think it was, like, so much a news article as much as it was, like, a feature. Right. Because I did, like, some research into it. Like, it wasn't, like, confirming whether or not the, the comics were going to get cancelled. Because, you know, Archie still held the Sonic license for it. And and the next thing you know, two months later at San Diego Comic-Con, Sega announced 
well, Archie lost the lost the license to to the Sonic comics, and they handed it over to IDW. Right. Of course, I didn't I didn't write that story. That was uh, someone else. So, um, in terms of uh, like what you thought the process would be like and then what it ended up being, did it pretty much ma- like meet your expectations or was it totally different? What, what did you think about the process? It was, it was completely different from what you experienced because it, because I wrote on the side as a volunteer. Uh... So I had like plenty of free reign in terms of whether I publish the article myself or leave it to leave it to the editors to to publish it. Oh, interesting. I think at that time I left I just like wrote up a draft, <clears throat> saved it and left it up left it up to the editor. Right. That's kind of how it is now. Um yeah. yeah. Chris, what about you? What did you what what was your first uh, assignment like. I'm gonna age myself a bit here. Okay. Um, I my first review, um, article in period, I guess, like as far as I can remember, was the a review of The Walking Dead, Telltale's Walking Dead. God, that was a thousand uh, years ago. Yeah. When that originally came out, yeah, that was five hundred thousand um, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was about. Nine years ago now? Yeah, what was that, 20, like 2012, that? I think, is when that game came out? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, with this website, um, PlayStation Euphoria, I, I took the initiative and I started writing um, emails to all sorts of different companies. I took the initiative and um, I contacted Telltale Games at the time. I requested a code. And then we eventually had a code and um, to review and a code to give away. Oh, cool. Just because of how... We communicated it was the early days right you know um uh, when um i i didn't get a physical copy for the walking dead this uh, for, uh, at that point but i did get re- review co- copies from square enix and all sorts of different places physical copies yeah, yeah like i like the, the the major thing i think for me <laughs> as a kingdom hearts fan i played the 1.5 remix like uh two weeks in advance oh nice that's awesome <laughs> so i was able to review that properly um but I, I i'm really grateful for those days because one i made some of the greatest friends i have on the in the world just because of that website um and also it gave me the tools of like okay um what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? I, I remember when I did this interview with uh, James Stevenson at uh, Insomniac. And it was just like a group of three or four of us just like asking briefly about Fuse, that really bad oh, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we just tried to talk about Ratchet and Clank for the majority of the interview. Oh, man. <laughs> and it was embarrassing, you know, but it was a good um, learning experience at the same time, you know, that, and that's invaluable. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I like this question a lot. I think there's a lot we can mm-hmm. say. Uh, okay, let's move on here. A uh, friend of the show, PlayStation, says uh, Mediatonic is known for their work on Fall Guys. So my question is, what would an active quest Fall Guy look like? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> um, so like, uh, so like, is there is there one for each of us, or is it just one Fall Guy? I think that's an important. I think it would be like a big shirt. Like the active quest shirt, then like it has this catchphrase about Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. 
And then um, a LaCroix in his hand. I'm surprised you guys have not thought of a mascot for Active Quest. Um, yeah, we... <laughs> because if you did... If you created, like, a mascot for the show based on an animal or... A cat. Whatever. It has to be a hedgehog. No, my God. It has to be a hedgehog. Oh, my God, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes, Joseph. I refuse. Because they get hedgehog. I refuse. I don't know. Maybe we can commission something from somebody. Um, I, awesome. Chris, I like your idea. Yeah, it has to be, like, <laughs> based on any one of your favorite animals. Mm-hmm. Like, Pen, what's your favorite animal? Monkey. And don't say hedgehog because you said it already. You said monkey. Monkey. A monkey. Monkey. Yeah. Monkey. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and Joseph, what would your favorite animal surprisingly, be? Surprisingly, I know this is going to be shocking to everybody, but cats. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> we should. I'm not oh. surprised. I love cats. <laughs> I just thought of an idea. So Raja and uh, Moses should be the mascots. Oh, oh, my God. I would totally be down for that. Oh my goodness! Yeah. That, uh, did we just yeah, did we, we just come always up with, talk about them? Did we just come up with something? Ma- Raja and Moses. Yeah, I think we just came up with something. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> Christina. And, Thank you, Stacey. Yeah, and, and Stacey. Okay, I think. But anyway, for the fall guys, I like your idea, Chris. Wearing the shirt with the Lacroix and the catchphrase. I do think there either <laughs> needs to be like a cat, some sort of cat involved, like a cat yeah. on the shoulder, cat on the head, cat on the head, or maybe like it can have dreads, like me, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Final question. Oh my God, Chris. Oh my God, Chris. Look at. Oh this. my God, he's back. He's back. Because we have a question. Play the separ off me if it misses. Right <laughs> Wait, we don't have the rights for that. Shit. Shit. We'll have to do like a weird. <laughs> okay. Um, super off. We have a we have a question, Chris, from number one Turner and Hooch fan. <laughs> Back from the dead. Uh, Turner and Hooch fan, number one Turner and Hooch fan. It says, hey, fellers, in all caps, and guest. <laughs> and guest is in lowercase. I have a question. Are your PS4 disk drives able to play a slice of salami? <laughs> <laughs> Are they able to play a slice of salami? I read somewhere it could, but I tried to put it in there, and it got stuck, and my PlayStation won't recognize it. <laughs> Do you think it would work if I updated my firmware? No! Uh, yeah, dude, I think it's just a firmware. No! I think it's just a firmware problem. Um, and- um, uh, your problem is, you got the wrong system. You need the George Foreman grill, the PS3. Yeah, the P- <laughs> oh my god, that's a great answer. Yeah, you need the George Foreman grill for that. And also, you have to make sure the uh, salami isn't expired. It's a very, very mm. common mistake. People try to put expired salami in their PlayStation. But you know, you could get an Xbox One, um, Xbox Series S or X for that fridge. Oh, that's true. That's true. Also, is there such thing as the... is digital salami? That could be a thing. Digital salami, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, number one, turn on train. We were so worried about you. We hope everything's okay yeah. on your end. No, I think they're, they're busy with school. I think they're in school right now for... Uh, uh, they're at, they're at Turner and Hooch School, actually, to be at. They're... Where do you think number one Kingdom Hearts fan is? Mm, him and fifty in a ditch. Yeah, him and him and number one fifty cent fan are in a ditch. Christina, you're yeah. you're you're the number one Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> fan. You better watch yourself because Turner yeah. and Hooch fan. I don't know. He's got kind of a mean streak. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll protect you. Don't worry. <laughs> 
right, we got you. All right, thank you, number one Turner, huge fan, and thank you, uh, everybody who submitted a question. All right, let's finish up the show with what we've been playing. Um, now, Chris, what do you think of this? Normally, we do we each just say all of all of our games. What do you think about doing a round robin style where we kind of like one okay. of us says a thing and then the next person says a thing? Is that is that cool with you? It's not normally. Let's give it a try. Let's yeah. give it a try. That's not that's not normally how we do it, but um, yeah. All right. Let me. I'll go first here. I just wanted to to touch on this. Um, so y'all know my problems with Warzone. Blah blah blah. I've I've said a million things about that, but what I. What I wanted to to touch on this because it's a, kind of a different thing. Um, Warzone has this side mode called Resurgence. It's either quads or trios, and basically it takes place on the Rebirth Island, and that came out alongside the integration of Black Ops Cold War last year. Anyway, it's a separate map. It's a smaller map. It's only 40 players. Anyway, there's something funny about this matchmaking because it's like it's so much easier. I, I, yesterday I played for a few hours and I won six games and Chris or any of you who play Warzone, if you, if you played the regular battle royale mode, you know, getting a win is like pretty hard. And so I won six games in one sitting. So there's something weird about the matchmaking with this. I don't know if it's just easier or if players are worse. I I don't, it could just be me and uh, 38 other people. Yeah, that. I've 38 other clones of me. Oh, God, Chris. No, that's not... I don't know what it is. But anyway, Chris, I was going to say, if you want to play sometime, we should try the resurgence mode because I... What What are you trying to say, Joseph? That it's more fun? I get in... That it's more fun? Yeah. Because I... I because, like, it's, it's, it's baby mode, apparently. Uh, I'm, But I'm telling you... So what are you trying to say? I'm telling you that I had more fun with it. Um, the, the, regular, okay. the regular Battle Royale mode is, like, infuriating to me. And... Mm. I like it's that's a real shame because that was your game of the year last year and that's that, that really sucks well it's still uh, like it's still up there but I, I i'm just saying if you're just wanting to have fun and you don't want to try too hard the resurgence mode is where it's at uh the the map is a lot smaller it's a lot more fast paced and man i was shredding last night i was like chris i'm gonna toot my own horn i'm tooting my horn right mm. now I was like, I was playing fantastically, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, we can move on. Uh, Christina, you've been playing a little cute game called Pokemon Cafe Mix. Uh, Why don't you tell us about this? Okay, so Pokemon Cafe Mix, like, you get, like, what, what you do is, like, like, there's, like, a cafe for Pokemon. For Pokemon to come in and work in, and when when you serve a Pokemon, you just like oh my goodness, this is a little uh I mean I kind of like know what it's well you serve them coffee and stuff right not just not just not just Starbucks <laughs> coffee basically like frappes and pancakes pancakes like. Pancakes like shaped shaped into yampers. What's a yamper, Chris and uh, Christina? I don't know. I don't I, know I don't yamper. Know. What's yamper? Is it a dog? No. That... Yes, it's a dog. Yeah. Wait. Okay. You I think serve I've seen them it. dog. No. They're shaped Not like dog. The oh, they're just shaped like... like a dog. Yeah. No, there's just like <laughs> foods theme that are like 
Oh, like designed after the Pokemon. Like the the pancake, the Yamper pancake. It just has <laughs> it's just a regular pancake with just Yamper's um, heart heart shaped butt, like like colored, like drawn in, and the okay. Thunderbolt tail sticking out. Oh, right? I gotcha. And then Yamper's there's a like a Baneri, a Baneri milkshake. And this is made from the blood and... of the Baneri. And <laughs> uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't get it. I'm it's sorry. Just... <laughs> so, How does anyways... the gameplay, is it, it's like that match three kind of thing, right? But you're like, it's more yeah, like it's, uh, Zim It's like the mat. it's like Pokemon Shuffle, but what you do is just you match, oh, like, I love that. match up all the Pokemon and you just like swirl it around just to break like the ingredients needed for that needed for the recipe okay. that you're trying to cook up for the pokemon and you get i mean depending on the level depending on the order you get between 10 and 15 15 tries okay 15 15 times 15 tries to like complete the order mm. like 15 matches to make and <laughs> it, i'm a I'm like close to order 180. Holy shit. And oh, this, oh. Yeah, this is where it gets really, really hard because I do not believe in buying power ups with real money just to get ahead. I do not want to put a dent on my credit card. <laughs> like yeah, fair enough. So this is a, a free to play yeah. game. It is, it, it's free to play. But with microtransactions. Man, you said it was like Pokemon Shuffle. I'm I'm totally sold. I loved Pokemon Shuffle so much. I played that when I was in college. God, I, I hate saying that when I was in college. It makes me sound old. Anyway, that game was awesome. So, yeah, I think this is a little and cuter though. It's it's got like uh, you, you got your coffee stuff, and they're in the little cafe. Pretty cute. Yeah, and you get the Pokemon you're serving to like your stuff. I'll like your stuff like more often like the more stars like they get they give you mm. like the more they level up the more they're likely to join the staff oh they can join the staff and the more power <laughs> yeah. that oh wow i'm sold and the more characters you use to your advantage like the powers that each pokemon is different so whatever level you're stuck on you don't want to use like the same pokemon like you don't want to use up all all five of your lives with the same Pokemon. Right. Huh. Right? So you have to try to figure out which Pokemon would be best for that order. To beat that level yeah. if you don't want to like buy any power-ups. Man, I love the idea of having a Pokemon on staff. Chris, we should hire a Pokemon to be on our staff. What do you think? Mm. I'm I'm mm. thinking uh... they'll probably just say one thing. Char Char! Well, maybe they can edit video or audio or something for us. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. Cool. That sounds like a cute little game. It is free now, uh, and I I didn't know it was like Pokemon Shuffle, so I'm gonna go. I'm downloading that tonight, and I'm gonna play the shit out of that, and I'll report back <laughs> next week. Chris, yes, Chris, tell us about what you've been playing. Yeah, uh, something you really should be playing is uh, Sea of Solitude, the, the director's cut. 
um, we received a review code of, well, I received a review code of it, and then actually we did receive a review code of it as well, um, that Josh will play next week. Oh, cool. And, uh, that was from Quantic Dream, so thank you, Quantic Dream, for that. Um, this, it, like, uh, I didn't play the original release, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, because apparently the director's cut had new voice acting, uh, a new script, and a bunch of extra features as well. Um, and this is uh, exclusive for the Switch. Oh, interesting. Uh, so it's it's kind of like um, an exploration kind of game. It's more like a, a story experience. You know, it's like almost like a walking simulator, but it has platforming segments. So there's a bit... And there's puzzles as well. So there's a bit more going on in terms of gameplay, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, but... Um, you, you play as this girl named Kay who's dealing with some sort of grief or some sort of depression and um, she's dealing um, with some uh, she's, um, she's dealing with her insecurities she feels like she makes things worse for everyone around her Oh, geez. and um, it sounds depressing at first um, but I, I, I think this is a really beautiful game like it depicts depression and the struggle with that affliction incredibly well as someone who has it. You know, I, I think um, it's very effective of, of what it feels like. Um, like, you, you're always self-doubting yourself. There's always, um, you know, things niggling away at your mind. And I think through how it plays, like, how the gameplay um offers that and shows that it is it's a it's a triumph um hmm. honestly um and like the voice acting is is amazing um they they really give the really great script like justice hmm. um and yeah i was i was really touched by this one i was just um emotionally involved i was uh, i was teary-eyed that that's a lot of times of this game and um, I do want to say the visuals as well are gorgeous. And um, it's kind of impressive for a Switch game because there's like these big set pieces, big, big set piece moments with like a giant bird and giant monsters all around K. Um, and there's also boat segments where you move from place to place. Oh, yeah, I remember um, seeing the boats. And it, yeah, and there's like, <laughs> like you can find bottles uh, uh, around the. Um, area around the level um, you can find seagulls um, that you can shoo off and then you can activate the uh, photo mode to take a really nice picture of the location oh that's cool um so yeah just just i i really love this game um and um, you can check out my review for it for at the gamer if you want to know more oh hell yeah uh and mm -hmm. it, did you you finish this one right yes i did how, from start to finish how how long did it take it took me about four hours, I would say. Oh, only four hours? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Four yeah, hours? Oh, that's amazing. I I love when games are four hours, because I'm in the middle of some lengthy games right now, and yeah, yeah. that's that's This, great. it would be the perfect palate cleanser. Yeah, um, cool. For anyone who's been playing a lot of open world games, and um, I, I it, it tells a really engaging story that I think deserves more recognition than it does. We'll go check out Chris's review for that over at The Gamer. My first review for the game. Hell yeah! Here I'm, I'm clapping. I'm clapping for that. That's a, that's a clap worthy. Is that like your first review ever? Not, not ever. Uh, but for a major publication, yes. Cool. 
Oh. Congrats. I need to learn to like write reviews. It's hard. Mm. Reviewing mm-hmm. games is hard. It's tough. Um, cool. Uh, let me jump over to uh, the next thing I've been playing. Uh, sea of Thieves. I wanted to, to talk about that because this game is so up my alley and it's so cool. And now that I have a Series X, I can play all these Xbox One games I missed out on. This game is fantastic. It mm. is in a way kind of like what you were describing as like a palate cleanser. It is open world and there is, you know, stuff uh, that you commonly see in games, you know, like games of service type of, of stuff. But I think it's done in such a unique way that it, it feels different enough to, to still like be refreshing. Um, what I really love about this game is just how it like it makes you feel like a pirate. Like, <laughs> like there are moments when you have to sail, for example, and it's not like you have like a radar like you're a pirate, right? So you don't have like a GPS system. So the way it works is there's this map on the bottom deck of your boat and that shows you where your where the boat is in relation That's to cool. the islands and it moves in real time, but the thing is is the uh the wheel is on top. So you have to like move back and forth and so the idea is that you have a crewmate with you. You have a crewmate on the bottom floor who sort of like tells you, "Hey, you need to steer left or right or whatever." And then there's also like the the sail mechanic where you where if you raise and lower the sail that impacts your speed the, the the sailing is like super intricate anyway so you know there are all these different uh like quests you can go on and all these factions that all have different things and it's just there's a lot to it and it's a little overwhelming but the nice thing is that if you totally just want to like you know explore and sail around you could do that and you're not penalized for that what's really cool though is it's very heavily uh, like integrated into the online infrastructure. There's like this, you know, heavy focus on online. There's a battle pass. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a games of service. And I didn't realize this, but the first time I played, I had like my, my game open. So anybody could join. And when you play, like you'll see other pirates, like walking around on an Island at a, at a, a base or whatever, or sailing around. And anyway, I was on my boat and, just this random player was there and he was like helping me unload my cargo and deliver it Hmm. and deliver it to this faction to to get money. And at first I was like, Oh God, he's going to kill me. And, and, and Hmm. and he didn't, he was just helping me. So then he like got on the mic and it it was this like little kid. He was like 13 years old or something. And, and, and he was so nice. He was so polite. And we were, and we were talking and he was just like, Hey, you want to go on a quest? And I'm like, this is so random and cool. So like we went on a bunch of quests and there was this um there was this ship and it had this uh like really uh like important cargo on it. It's like uh I, I forget what it's called. I'm new at, I'm new to this game, so I don't know all the terminology, but it's this like super like rare cargo that's sought after and it's very important. Anyway, what happened was the ship I guess had like been attacked by someone or something. There's a kraken in the ocean, that could have been it, I don't know, or a shark. Anyway, the ship was like it was like overturned like the titanic or whatever it it was like on its side and this cargo was on the ship and you can see it on the map and so if you have that you're like a a high target kind of like in warzone chris you know when you're the most wanted or whatever it's like that yeah so anyway we saw that and we were like kind of want to go grab Mm -hmm. that so and we were expecting it to be a ship just sitting there of like actual people you know like waiting for us baiting us and then like killing us immediately well anyway it was like crashed and 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 it was like a sunken ship 
So we went down there, we got all this cargo, got all this stuff, and it took us a while to like unload because it was so much stuff. And when we got it all into the boat, we were like, all right, we got to make the, now this is the hard part. We got to make the trek back to the, to the outpost to deliver all this <laughs> stuff. So on our way there, there was this volcano and the volcano erupted, of course, while we were next to it. And it was raining fireballs on the oh, ship. No. And we had all this cargo and we were like, oh my God, no. And so uh, the, the ship caught on fire. <laughs> and and he was on fire and i was on fire and uh and we and the the fireballs crashed into the boat so the boat started sinking and we were like trying to like scoop up the water with the with the buckets and get it out and then like repair all the holes and everything and then he died and i had to revive him it was this whole elaborate thing and we almost died but we ended up getting out of it alive and we delivered all the cargo and we got a bunch of money and it was one of the coolest multiplayer experiences i've ever had and it was totally just random. And then, and then what was really funny is we played for several hours, several hours. And I was like, hey, I'm going to add you so we can play again. Uh, and he was like, that sounds cool. So I sent him a friend request. And he was like, oh, what is your profile picture? What is that? And I'm like, uh, oh, I, I was like, um, I was like, oh, uh, is it like of a person? And he goes, yeah, it's a person. I'm like, oh, that's me. And he goes, oh, goodness. and he goes, oh, you look like that. <laughs> oh my god that's like that's amazing Ouch. And, I, I was, and i just i felt like bless his heart you know and uh and i'm like yeah that's me i was like i kind of look like a pirate don't i and he's like yeah you do <laughs> and it was just this, like it was such a heartwarming like nice little experience anyway sea of thieves is fantastic it's very relaxing highly recommend sorry if i went a little long there but i thought that i wanted to share um yeah, that's a that's a very cute story. Yeah, yeah. Chris, go that's ahead. A very cute story. It reminds me of the good old days of Call of Duty Warzone, where like you were describing like these little stories. Oh yeah. Of like how like an engagement went, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like if Sea of Thieves is like that for you, I think I might jump in as well. Yeah, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass. Which Josh isn't here to remind us, so Chris, I'm gonna have you do it. What is Xbox Game Pass? Okay. It's the best deal in gaming. Hell yeah, it is. Um, Christina. And now I'm really jealous. Yeah, it's 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 because... it's super underrated for sure, that game. Um Christina, talk to us Successful though. Yeah. Uh talk to us about Immortals Phoenix Rising, previously referred to as Gods and Monsters before I guess Monster Energy got involved and then they had to change the name. I don't know <laughs> what was up with that. Uh Immortals yeah, Phoenix that, Rising. That amendment was the kind of hilarious because of the fact that the energy drink company got involved in it but anywho like immortals phoenix rising is about is about the soldier like it could be any gender like you want it to be male or female but it's just from the cover of the game it just happens to be that that the protagonist is female by default yeah and i like really appreciated that because there there aren't like too many like female protagonists in gaming aside from Aloy and Horizon Zero Dawn and (laughs) you know but and yes I am aware that Immortals Phoenix Rising has its comparisons with The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild it's like any RPG any any game that comes out of 
that looks open world and has like a grass, you know, all those features, <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> it immediately gets compared to Breath of the Wild. Right. I, I hate it, that mentality. I really do. And I, I actually yeah, wrote about even that. Even Genshin Impact gets compared yeah, to I just, Breath of the Wild. Just so I'm not like veering off topic any further. Like Immortals Phoenix Rising is about this this soldier who has to like like Prometheus is telling the story to Zeus. Like <laughs> like Typhon is free and free from the underworld, from the chains of the underworld, and he's like going off like kidnapping all the gods, and Prometheus is like imprisoned up the tallest mountain like in all of greece like he tells a story to to zeus like about phoenix who goes off to rescue to rescue all these all the gods all the gods in greek mythology aphrodite athena that's a that's a lot of work that sounds hard yeah <laughs> that is that is a mighty tall order right mighty tall order for one person but phoenix ha gets a little bit of help from from hermes just to get all the items that she needs hermes is the the, the speed guy right he's fast yes and he's also the messenger god but like here he's mostly he's mostly the prankster yeah this game's really yes. it's really funny too like uh yeah and i love the dialogue between like prometheus and zeus like prometheus is like the white is like the wise guy mm -hmm. whereas zeus is like the drunk college student <laughs> like really bored <laughs> bored with the story yeah like he wanted to like add more zest to it mm -hmm. yeah um so uh, and you're playing this on ps5 right Yes, I was originally playing it on the PlayStation 4 and until I got the PS5 upgraded to the PS5 version when I really wanted to like pick up where I left off with uh, Aphrodite on the PS4 version and once I started playing the PS5 version on the pretense that the PS5 might get messed up if i play the ps4 version and i just got it got the console from walmart like three like two weeks after after ordering it and and i was lucky that i got it like when it dropped right. so your your, your saves right. don't carry over is that what you're saying i mean if it's like ps4 versions the saves do carry over the saves like carry over until like they're upgraded to the PS5 right. version. Then I have to start exactly. from square yeah. one. So, yeah. I I think with Watch Dogs Legion and other Ubisoft titles, you can upload the save data to the cloud and then download it on the PS5 version. I think that's how it works. But or yeah, yeah, I think that's how it works. So I don't know. I've been able to carry on my save file, I believe before so well it's a game by I game basis i think um yeah maybe and yeah like like for example yakuza like a dragon the ps5 version yeah. just came out that doesn't support uh P oh that's right ps4 oh, and, and that... yeah anyway not to not to steer it too far away from that but anyway yeah the 
and not all games have save transfers from generation mm-hmm. to generation. Um, so, uh, Christina, with Immortals, what, what do you, are, are you digging it, or, or is, it, is it something that you're going to keep playing? Yeah, that is definitely a game that I'm going to keep playing because it kind of, because I just love the idea that it just revolves around Greek mythology, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it just, like, takes me back to high school English. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah this game's cool. It's, um... It's really hard to talk about without comparing it to Breath of the Wild because it does, like, <laughs> borrow so much from that game. Not just it's an, a, an open-world game with a, a grassy field. Like, there are, like, little dungeons you go to. The flight. The, the flight, yeah, how you can, like, glide around. Uh, how you can climb anything. Uh, like, it, I don't know, man. If you've played Breath of the Wild and you wanted something, you want more of that, you've already finished Breath of the Wild... I think Immortals is a great option. And in some cases, I think it does a lot better because it's, uh, I think it's funnier. Obviously, Zelda's never really been known for, like, being hysterical. Humorous. I mean, it's got some funny moments, but, like, this game, Immortals, is, like, intentionally written to be funny, I think. And so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Definitely. I think the Greek mythology is really interesting as well, so... Uh, and you're playing on PS5. Um, so uh, in terms of the performance on PS5, I'm sure it's, it runs and plays beautifully, right? Yes. <laughs> so much smoother than the, than, the PS, than the PS4. Like when I played it on the PS4, the frame rate was like a little low. Right. But on the PS5, Oh my god, it's a breath of fresh air. Is it a, a breath like, of the wild see- of fresh air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I guess you could I guess you could say that. I played it on Switch, so my experience with it uh is not the best. But it's still a great game and I could tell that even with the performance problems. Um Chris, yeah. why don't we move on to what you've been playing? Yeah, do do you want the second game to be the last one? Yeah, because we're running a bit. Yeah, long. why don't we why don't we um cut it there, Christina? Um, unless you wanted to also uh touch on Concrete Genie, um, and and then uh that can pretty much wrap us up after Chris here. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's that's okay. Fine. Cool. So, Chris, why don't you go, and then after you, um, Christina can go, and then and then we'll call it there. Is that okay? Cool. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I've been playing Bravery, Bravery Network Online. It's an indie game uh, we got a review code for. Um, I'm, I'm early in right now. It is an early access, just to let everyone know. Um, but, yes, I am early in the game, um, and I just wanted to give it coverage because it's an indie title and it's been a few weeks, so I apologize for that. But uh, for Sign of Five Strikers <laughs> uh, was uh, quite the time commitment. Sure, so. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like <clears throat> this game is uh, similar to Pokemon in a way. Uh, so you're taking part in five v five battles, and you, you have this team of fighters to to help you, and they all have their own different skills. They all have their own different mechanics, and uh, it's it seems like a really fun time. Like I've only been through the tutorial section. That's how early I'm in right now, uh, so I can only give baseline kind of impressions um but you can tell it's an early access title in some ways because some of the animations aren't final like i i feel like 
um, one of the main characters in the game is stuck in like this battle animation throughout the entire game, like during cutscenes, oh, during battles, it's the same. So I hope they fix that. I hope they in- include more kind of like um, animations and styles to the game. Um, I I do like the overall kind of feeling of it though, like the music, the the um like the graphic novel kind of like look to it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 really cool. Um, but yeah, and the sto- is the the writing's actually quite funny too, like c- comedic. Um, so there's a few nice jokes there, and like I can tell like they've built a base of really cool characters. Um, I just need to play more. Um, in terms of the gameplay, and but I just wanted to give it a quick shout out just because it's an indie game, it's early access, and they probably need the feedback. So yeah, yeah, cool. Um, all right. Let's finish up with Christina touching on uh, Concrete Genie, and then we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Christina, whenever you're ready. All right. So, um, Concrete Genie, it it just, like, really touches upon my, um, like, back in high school, early college as an, as an artist, like, doodling in my sketchbook, but it just... Concrete Genie is about a kid named Ash who like hang likes to hang out at this at this pier that for some reason has gone has gone to hell and his parents like don't want him to like don't want him to go there anymore. He used to hang hang they used to hang out there when he was a kid but no longer and now he is tasked with bringing it back to life and the way this happens is like these a group of bullies they like take away his sketchbook rip it apart and all the pages like fly away fly away like towards towards a mansion and he has to like get them back and this is where he draws the power of the paintbrush to bring these genies to life and they they have to assist him in bringing the color back to back to that pier and get rid of all the purple stuff in the process and that's basically the plot point i can give and i only played the first part of the game i started last week cool yeah um and so uh and 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 tell us about the like main mechanic because i know uh it's like it uses the motion controls like with the yes it uses it uses motion controls with a dual sense controller you just like like you just like wave the controller like like sway it like side to side and up and down when you're gonna like call like design the genie to give it horns give it color and when you draw the walls like 